Are you ready? It's time. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Social Go podcast. I'm your host, Laura Karafalakis, and I am back today with my co-host, Emmanuel Anthony. How are you doing? Back to back. You guys were back doing to back. the web work like slaves today. We, we are. We just podcast <laughs> and we're just drained to a um, But we just wanted to offer some assistance, um, especially to majority of our listeners who are business owners predominantly in the events industry man i feel for you right now um i do understand that clients are cancelling not it's not their choice it's unfortunately the situation that we're all in at the moment birthday parties weddings are being cancelled um i know if this was 2018 my wedding would be cancelled right now so i get it i feel for you But at the same time, we just want to provide some tips and some support. Um, You're loved. We care for you. We care about, you know, your clients. And yeah, to just take what you can out of the current situation to come out of this as a person and as a business better and thriving and you survive the whole thing. We don't want you to close your doors. We don't want you to i guess shut down your business and think this is it it's too hard um and maybe and actually there will be some things that emmanuel will touch on today that you may not like but you know what truth hurts sometimes it does it does (laughs) it does and in these times it is going to hurt for people that were not prepared um i don't know if everyone knows my husband is in the um building industry Usually in these times, the building industry is the first to go. Because of the preparation that he's put in the past few years into his business, we will be fine. Had he have not done that, who knows where we would be financially, not spiritually or emotionally, but then that finance would affect that. Who knows where we would be right now and the stress levels that we would have due to not being able to provide for our family. So I guess what have you done or what can you do now to come out of this and better prepare yourself for the next one because let's face it there will be another flu there will be it may not be as bad as this one because we haven't seen anything in our time like this and we don't know if it's the media playing it up we don't know if it's the actual strength of COVID-19 we actually don't know um and we won't because the media will show us what we they want to Um, but it's just how you can cope and how you can deal with it and what you do with the current situation. I love it. Absolutely love it. And there are going to be some truths. Let's start from there. Um, The truth of the matter is that the degree of preparation that you have will be dictated and determined by the level of stress that you have in this particular moment. So if you've put aside savings, if you've put aside investment, extra money for reinvesting, if you've put aside a cushion six months to a year in reference to your business, and I understand some business may just be starting, um, and this mm. just happens to occur directly when you're starting, so you hadn't even um, organized that or contemplated that yet. But when I work with a lot of starting businesses, I request that before they quit their part-time um, position or full-time job, they try and build that up to be at least six months or to a year's worth of capital um, to be able to manage some kind of challenge that externally occurs outside of their control so that that way they can manage through. But if you haven't done that, then this is a key warning for you 
this is a perfect time for you to assess your business to make sure it's battle ready. Have a look at all of the specific ways in which right now you're having challenges and your job is to come up with solutions for that. Because to the degree that you can come up with solutions for that, not only are you preparing your business, but you're also making sure that you have those answers. The bigger businesses, um, I believe it was IBM, they stockpile in cash. I think it's like five or 10 years ahead. I can't remember mm. what it was, but five or 10 years ahead of what they need to run as a company. So if there was a stock market crash or anything like that, they're not weathered by that. That's a really important thing to understand because if they're at the top end of the company growth structures in terms of stability and what they're doing, it would be wise to model and mimic what they're doing. And I know my D Martini, my mentor, also has a similar structure within his business as well. And it only starts off with just figuring out what is it going to be for a month? How can we start to implement $50, $100, or whatever that is aside, and over time building that up? But if you can do it before your businesses take off, you can definitely be in a greater place. So that's probably the first thing that we want to talk about, preparation. I know it's late now, but if you don't even know it now, it's going to be even later um, in the next few weeks or days as you have even tougher decisions to make. 100%. And don't think that it's too late. Sorry, just to touch on that. Don't be in the headspace of it's too late. It's happened now. Yes, it has happened, but it's not too late. It's like if you say something really hurtful to someone, it's not too late to apologize. It's not too late to get that relationship back. You can fix it and move forward. Yeah, you can take action steps to help you grow from that. So that's the first one. I want you to have a look at your businesses and say, what strategies can we implement in the future? And I definitely utilize the ones that I mentioned there. You know, what's our cushion that we're going to set up a certain percentage of every sale that's going to go aside uh, for that? And then have a look at the challenge that you're facing and ask yourself, how can we benefit and grow from these challenges? We recently moved our trip to the Maldives in like under a week. We were meant to go on Friday. And I noticed that when we were speaking to Luxury Escapes, they moved our trip without any kind of fee whatsoever. Mm. And I know that generally they'd have a fee for that. So I believe that they waived that fee to make sure that they held on to our money. They adjusted it to a different date, negotiated with the hotel they were with and said, hey, let's just keep a satisfied um, customer they're just moving it. We're still going to get the money, but if we keep them satisfied, we'll probably get even more money off them. And it's true. Because of the way that they managed that, and in 48 hours before that, we didn't even know what was going on. We couldn't even get on the phone with Luxury Escapes. We tried all of Saturday and Sunday. We left callbacks, everything, couldn't get through to them. Finally, we got to their social media. They were answering on there faster because of the call volume that they had, and we got it all addressed in 24 hours. But because of that, in under 20, under probably an hour and a half afterwards, I was back on their app looking at what new escapes they had around here that mm. I could spend money on that was in New South Wales. So I could go and social isolate with Renee somewhere else that was really nice and beautiful instead of our own home. Shout <laughs> so, out to businesses that are doing that and putting their customers yeah. first. We get we get like you've got to stay afloat in your business, but shout out to Qantas. We rebooked our, well, we haven't rebooked it. They um, credited our account. Uh, Qantas, the villa in Bali, they refunded us, like people that are putting their customers first. I will 100% be booking our flights when we rebook to Bali. I'm going right back. Qantas, and I'll be going to that Bali. Yeah, I'll be going to the same retreat um, because they looked after us in a time that we needed being looked after, and now it's time to pay the favor back. So they, yeah. Maldives to these guys. Like mm-hmm. I, I even said to Renau, I said, we're saving some more money. We're doing all the activities over there um, that they have to offer. 
because they did in it uh, yesterday when we went to go play at the par three and I, i'm not usually into hot dogs and sausages but um or sausage rolls but every now and then i don't mind one but we went there and we were spending some money there yesterday and usually we play golf there for free with our membership anyway but i bought a putter while i was there and when i left the guy came up to me and said hey um Look, we're just going to fry out these sausage rolls and stuff, and um, they're, they're due date soon, but we'd rather just hand them out. You guys are always here. Do you want them? So just little things that people were doing to show that they were actually appreciating our service, and I walked away and I said, I can't wait to come back and spend more money here. So that's one of the things you want to have a look at and say, how can we create win-wins? Like mm. We completely understand the circumstances and the situations that are going on, but how can we, from a human perspective, show our clients that we understand and we care? And that our normal terms and conditions, we're going to make adjustments for the next period. So if it's like, you know, we've got a birthday or something, they say, look, I'm sure you still want to celebrate the birthday. Let's reassess this um, in, say, a month from now. We'd be glad to help you in this and this particular way. We're also looking at different ways in which you could still do that that are healthy and safe. So have a look and think to yourself, how can I be a real entrepreneur and thrive and grow through this? What are the options that become about this? In these situations, businesses will pop up out of nowhere because a business fulfills a specific need. The greater the need for the larger amount of people in public, the greater the financial potential. So this is where if a business doesn't evolve, it dies. And that happens in nature with everything. So you really want to evolve during this period. You want to find out how can your business evolve? How can it adapt like anything else in nature? And in doing so, you're weathered for these situations. And can I, can I just say, while you're touching on that, and I loved what you just said about, um, you know, how you're communicating with your client. It's not what you say, it's the way you say it as well. I totally understand that suppliers have their own bills to pay, mortgages, um, overheads for if they've got an office or warehouse. I totally get that. I think you also need to look at customers as well and their situation with equal exchange 100% 100% and I get that it's not ideal but events are not going ahead they they may have lost their job as a you know the customers may not have their jobs they may not you know be being able to afford their mortgages so I think it's all about being fair um you know there's going to be no event on that date anyway because there there are no events at the moment so I think it's about being fair to your clients um and you know what, it's painful to give their money back because in our industry, your bond, it never gets returned. But this is not a normal situation. It's not every day. Um, And like you said, it's about evolving and you're going to have to adapt your terms and conditions with the current situation we're in. Else that could be 10, 15, 20 customers that are going to badmouth your business higher than any other client would have in the past because of the situation we're in. So it's being mindful of that too. As compared to what you and I just said, there's Qantas um, and Luxury Escapes. I went and wrote a review immediately afterwards. Mm, same. I knew other people were writing reviews. I mm-hmm. couldn't get through saying it was negative. I went on with equally as much power and said, hey, I just want to show you another perspective on this. And when we actually did get through, this is what actually occurred. But I also understand the volume of calls because you know, I looked at their business structure and I said, they probably don't have it or there was never necessarily a need to have everybody ring back that's booked a trip 
they could probably handle 30% of people ringing back and asking questions, but not 100%. Well, Most Qantas, the, we were on the phone for five hours. That was waiting, not including the time. Yeah. We had to, we were on hold, poor Harry, um, five hours. Yeah, and, that, and that's a reality at the moment. So I looked and I said, I understand that. I'm going to have to get through your infrastructure. And they can't even train anybody. How are they going to train? How get people together? They're working from home. They, it's not like they could just in a week instantly. And even if they trained those people, they'd be under qualified for what it was that they needed. So the people that were qualified based on their statistics mm. and their structures were like that. So I understood it. But the minute that they made those adjustments, I was ready to book another um, trip within the next 24 hours and head somewhere that same weekend. So they would have got more money out of me instead of going to the Maldives, which I'm still doing on the same weekend that they moved it, I would have gone somewhere else. Mm. So that's probably what you want to ask yourself. The other question you want to ask yourself is what services are you not offering potentially at a lower price point that you get a big audience? That may be another item that you may be looking at as well. So if you know, usually you'd go to people's houses and that's where they'd have a lot of events, but now for kids' birthdays and things, they're still going to self-isolate, but they're going to do smaller things. Maybe you want to ask yourself, how's this particular situation, COVID-19, How's that adjusting the way in which people celebrate and how can my business be part of that? How can I be part of that conversation? And the people that go first in best dress are going to make the most amount of money to start off with. And then those that come in afterwards and evolve what they've done and find the drawbacks and the benefits and evolve that system, they're going to get a chance to play in there as well. And there'll be a whole bunch of copycats that continue to come after that. They'll run off their success. So people aren't going to stop celebrating birthdays and things. There's too many cultures I know where they'll still want to get a certain group together, maybe a smaller group, but you may just find a way to serve smaller groups of people um, at a slightly lower price point but have a whole lot of that going and you may actually find that you grow the business. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and that comes with evolving too. I get that the margins are not going to be as big as they were before, but at least it will be something and your business is still operating. So, you know, if you're doing cookies for Easter, still do them, uh, you know, make sure it's safe, make sure you're well. If you need to cancel the order because you're not well, do it. Don't risk it. Um, post your orders, don't hand deliver so you're not having clients come in. There's so many ways that you can minimize contacts if that is your um, worry. Um, and, you know, you're still making a profit for your business um, in the current circumstances at the end of the day. Um, Let's go back to profiting. I mean, that's why I said, like, there are so many companies, meat, butchers, everything, they're profiting in these situations. Supermarkets yeah. making ridiculous profits um, in each one of these. So there are businesses that are thriving because there are specific needs that still need to be met. Mm. So that's where you want to find out and say, how can we do that? How but can we in, in, that, that? in that sense as well, I can balance that out too because if I say I'm a butcher and my client's coming in getting triple the amount of meat that they normally would, that meat is going to last quite a long time where they're not going to come back in for a while. So even for the butchers, your toilet paper, once those shelves get stocked back up and all of this is over, are you going to be buying toilet paper for the next how many months? No, because you've got a garage full of toilet paper that you're not then going to go to the shops and buy. So, But those businesses, if they're smart, would stockpile the extra cash and make sure that's a exactly. reinvestment. Yeah. So that's where wise businesses take this period. They don't just take their profits and spend it. 
they hold on to it and understand how to make mm-hmm. that money work for them and increase its financial potential. But those that aren't will spend it like crazy, thinking that it'll just be there tomorrow instead of thinking of the future, which once 100%. again gets you back into the same circumstance. Well, the people that we're mainly talking to today are the ones that haven't planned. The ones that have planned are fine. Now, the other aspect is the emotional aspect, making sure that you manage your emotions during this because you can take the coronavirus and turn it into the world ending if you really want to in terms of your business. Some people are going to, you know, the end of World War 207 instead of realizing there are just slight subtle adjustments that they could make that would have them be fine and be able to go through this. So make sure you're not making things worse than what they are as well. Mm. And that comes down to mental control, mental mastery. If you haven't got that, please go through the starting point of these podcasts and make your way forward. Because we've been talking about that for a very long time now. Yeah, 100%. And I've heard a lot of people commenting on, um, oh, my days are going so slow. I'm at home with the kids and blah, blah, blah. This is going to be endless. And I've been watching people's language and the way that they've been talking about this whole situation. Because for me, I've used it as planning time for my business. So when this is over, it's just going to go bang. Um, and it's all about the definition of your time. That. Yeah. And I meant that too. I think one thing that people are forgetting is when this is over, oh, it's a party. Like we were joking and I said, should I run the first the first post COVID nineteen rave? Yeah. Should I be the first one? Because don't forget, you're, you're gonna spike you're gonna spike the um yeah. the, the <laughs> you can make it spike again. Like in your industry Everyone's been told they shouldn't spend time with each other. Now, that void is going to build and build and build Mm -hmm. and build. And then the minute they go, the ban has been lifted. Are you kidding me? It's going to be a cesspool. People are going to be all over each other, hugging each other, kissing each other. The divorce lawyers um, from everyone spending time together will make a lot of money as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, but a lot of people are going to spend so much more money and it will counteract and balance its way through it because now they're going to have a huge value for those celebrations and they're going to appreciate them and they're going to want to do them on a scale that they probably weren't going to do before. So there will be a bounce back from this. Anyway, keep going because I think that was important. Well, time, if it goes slow when you're waiting for an appointment, let's say you're in doctors taking hours, right? It feels like it, it is an hour. It feels like 10. Um, it goes fast when you're running late. You're speeding through traffic, um, but it feels like the, the minutes are ticking over quicker. Um, if you're in pain, it feels like it's endless. Labor, it, you, you know, you could be in labor seven hours. It feels like a week, um, you know, because of the pain of your contractions the way you determine your time is based on your feelings and this is my point of view it's based on your feelings and your your psychological view on the current situation that you're in so for me my days are still flying by i'm having some great quality time with my kids um i'm you know getting out and about my son's learned how to ride a bike without um without training wheels down pat we we rode all the way to the park yesterday um for me, my days haven't changed as such. I am feeling for everybody else. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's all about perception. I, I don't know. Do you agree with that? So time and space and how you feel with them is directly proportionate to your unique set of human values. When you do what you love mm. and you love what you do, five hours can feel like five minutes. Mm. It's so like your wedding day, right? I should have added that in. Your wedding day is like bang over. But why? Because you're having the yeah. best party of your life. <laughs> there you go. The, the, the husband could be the other way around. Yeah. It, could be, it could be a long day. 
no more photos. No more photos. Yeah. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, when you're doing what you love with your life, time and space dissipates and dissolves. When you're doing things that you dislike and despise, it expands. Only in your perception, in your consciousness, time and space is constant. It doesn't change at all. But our perceptions of that also have impacts on our physiology. If you're doing a lot of things you dislike, you're going to um, feel the time and space expands. You're also going to be more susceptible to quick fixes, drugs, sex, alcohol, or a whole range of things that you'll run to for pleasure to avoid the pain that you're calling your life and the things that you don't want to do. This just goes back down to mastery of your life. And yes, you can't just do what you love um, throughout your whole life, 24 hours a day, because you're here to master all seven areas, physical, financial, mental, spiritual, social, vocation, and family. But you can chip away every single day to creating a powerful life where you're researching, which means to search again, and finding out how to do what you love and get handsomely paid for it more and more until that your vacation becomes your vocation. But that's just a um, general aspect of life that anybody that wants to have a high level of mastery will understand. So if your time's going slow, it's because you're perceiving more pain than pleasure, drawbacks and benefits, disservice and service in what's actually occurring right now, instead of altering your perceptions and asking, and we talked, spoke about this on the previous podcast, which is perfect insight or perfect way to draw that in and get you guys to listen to that. Ask quality questions that alter your perceptions and you'll be able to see how the time that you have now has equally as many blessings as stressings. Because there's no difference between the person that Laura just spoke about that said, oh my God, time's going slow. I'm just hanging out with my kids. That's their perception of that and how bored they are with hanging out with their kids and doing the same thing again and again. And Laura saying, well, in those moments, I'm using that to grow my business, work on these other areas that I hadn't worked on and I'm using that as a strength, just a different set of questions, different set of perceptions. But we all have the ability to do that. And now I'm doing the same thing with Renee. Renee, my partner, if she's going to be working from home, she told me that could be a reality. I'm asking, how is that going to help our relationship? How is that going to help us grow? What things can we do in advance that are important to us that we wouldn't be able to advance if she wasn't working from home? And then I'm just using that and that short period in time, a couple of months or whatever, um, I'm using that time in order to make sure that we continue to grow and evolve. Once again, control what you can control, your perceptions, and leave the other stuff to the universe to consistently keep bringing you up with challenges. After this, there will be something else, just the same as what we mentioned before. There was fires and smoke all around Australia. Then there was Mm. floods. Now there's this. There's going to be some other media hype thing that they bring up next. If you don't control your emotions through the process, you're always going to have a lot of disease, the body not being at ease, a lot of disorder, and time is going to constantly be something that fluctuates in your perceptions. 100%. I couldn't agree more with that. And if you're struggling with managing your day, set it up in your calendar on your phone with alerts so say you say in the morning okay i'm going to take the kids out for a long walk come back i need to jump on the laptop i'm going to do some brainstorming um you know you can even tie that walk in with exercise so if you're feeling you know two birds one stone there and block your days out so you still got that structure in your day and i do this day to day anyway i've set times um some things i can move some things i can't um but that's just because i like routine so set your days out so it's not one day for one week and it's a big blur like so you know you have some structure within your life your kids have structure as well because don't forget if they're home from school um they're used to structure at school they have their breaks at certain times they have lessons on certain at certain times on certain days so you can do that too for yourself um which i find is beneficial for me my kids and my day personally um and i know you do that too emmanuel 
Yeah, it's the mastery of time. It's such a, a, this topic is just literally coming every second day with clients. Yeah, we need um, to cover this in another clients. another topic. This we need to cover yeah. this actually. Yeah. <laughs> so important, but I'll summarize it and keep it short and synthesized. So every single day and every single moment you're in control of that and what you do within that time is your choice people sometimes say i don't have a choice i have to work no you choose where you work Mm. because if i speak to a thousand people i have a thousand different jobs quite often so they're selecting based on their self-worth and where they see themselves and their perceived education and what they're giving themselves permission to do etc there's a there's a range of factors that lead to that but when i'm working with clients and they say that you know, how have I achieved X amount within a certain period? So I just manage my time. So I understand that 24 hours in a day is the system that I want to run because there's actually different sleeping patterns. I don't know if people are aware of this, but some people sleep every couple of hours for like yeah. half an hour or something. Um, some people sleep, you know, like we do six to eight hours. Um, but there's a range of different ways of sleeping to rest the body in each one of those is a different thing. I personally wouldn't sleep at all if I could. I think life's so exciting. I'd love to be up all hours of the night, all hours of the day doing all kinds of things in every area of life. If I could do it, I'd literally never sleep. I, I find it so exciting what life has to offer. I agree. Um, I sleep I, because I have to. I sleep because I'm tired. Yeah, I yeah, 100% agree tired. with that. Yeah, the human body is a um, has its own structure and it needs to reset itself. But I wouldn't if I didn't have to. I just think this world is so beautiful and there's so many beautiful things to do. But having known that it almost died eight times, what I started to look at was I just kept questioning, what is time? What is time at a certain period of my life? Because I just said, if it's limited, what am I going to do with it? So then what I did was I created at the level three of my programs, I teach my clients this and I get each one of them to do it. I say, yeah, I want you to set out blocks. And in those blocks, I want you to place into there a certain level of mastery, like an area, because you've got all seven areas. So for me, uh, 4.30 in the morning, I like to get up. 4.45, I'm in the gym. I'm back by 5.45. So you could say 4.45 to 5.45 is physical mastery because I found that the human body, when you give it energy and vitality and you do that first thing in the morning, it will reward you for the rest of the day if you eat healthy yes. with it and drink water too. So I, I agree with that. Get eat. your kids out in the morning. Um, get yourself out in the morning. It, it, oh, just try it. Please, just try it. <laughs> it's it. And look, I also get that some people love to exercise at night. I have some people in the day and whatever. Like, you, you'll have your own choice. But mm. for me, my body is a Lamborghini. I want to treat it accordingly. I want to put the correct fuel in it because if you had a Lamborghini, you'd really look after it if you're into cars. So that's the first thing. I'm getting that done. But I forgot even before that, I write in my journal now, which is only like a five-minute thing. I do a page. But I just let my inspirations run through me, and that's a mental and spiritual thing. It's about my soul and my mind and my heart. But I've done those two things. Then Renee doesn't get up till the sun gets up, which these days with daylight savings is about 6.45. So I've got an hour to myself. I call that mental mastery, where I'm just doing things that I love and appreciate. And it could be anything. I could be photoshopping some old images of Renee and I from America or something that I just hadn't gotten around to doing and making sure that the lighting and everything's beautiful in those photos. Um, We have this hobby of taking beautiful photos together because I never knew how to use a camera and um, she never knew how to use one either but now we create these beautiful lasting photos and put them in frames and put them around our homes so it's like a hobby but I could do that I could just read for an hour something inspiring about the human mind heart and body whatever I do that's my own time then after that I spend time with Renee for about an hour and a half to late 30 and then after that, she goes to work at 8 until 8 p.m. I'm doing work. And my work is my socializing. I get to communicate with you guys and do these cool podcasts. I get to speak to people all around the world and help them solve their challenges in all areas of life. 
I get to help people grow their businesses and create the goals that they want. So that's financial, it's how I make my money, it's vocational, it's my career, it's spiritual, it's my mission in life, um, uh, which is vocation as well. Um, it's mental, it challenges me, people throw questions every day, but it's just stimulating a range of those seven areas. And then I finish at 7.30 p.m. Then from there I spend an hour and a half with Renee, and then I spend an hour or so by myself just contemplating the universe and the world and what I want to do and reflecting on my day. Now, I've covered all seven areas during that, and I'm like you, I've got those blocks, and I set up those blocks to make sure that I have a level of mastery in every area. Then at one o'clock on Saturday, if I haven't got clock clients until 10.30 and before that, I'll just switch off then, and then all the way till Monday is just Renee and I and whatever we want to do. Because I've got a level of mastery of my time, and that's what works for me, your timetable will be different for you. Obviously, you saw Laura's is different for her, but what if you're fulfilling or setting highly inspiring tasks and you have blocks that are set aside to make sure that each area is being done, you're going to find that you're much more fulfilled because the word fulfilled means to feel full and the more areas of your life that you feel full, the more fulfilled you feel as a person. Also means the less challenges you attract with higher volatility because I found that every time somebody's mastering all seven areas and just by the inches of cinch doing a little bit every day to grow each area over time, it makes a profound difference. But those that don't, usually end up with challenges in the areas that they were neglecting. So if you're high and making a lot of money in business um, and you've got a lot of vocational success but you haven't mastered your mind, you can end up with a lot of money on a lot of drugs, highly depressed and not knowing how to deal with it and over-medicating yourself. Um, or if you haven't looked after your physical body and you've got a lot of money, you can end up with a lot of cancers and tumors and things like that from not being educated enough or investing time into that. So really, this period is such a wonderful period for you to hit the pause button. And I know when people get colds and flus, they often ring me straight away and say, Emmanuel, my client, what am I going to do during this period? I have this due and that. I said, just stop, relax, breathe. Quite often, this is a feedback to let you know you've been burning both ends of the candle and now it's time to set a more realistic strategy while also planning how you're going to master all seven areas. Definitely breathe. Uh, Definitely breathe. I think we all need to give our minds a break from the statistics and just, I guess, our thoughts sometimes. Just breathe and take a moment to not think of anything and just, you know, balance balance your mind. Like, give your mind a break because I'm sure everybody else has been going a thousand miles an hour from when will I get toilet paper next? When will I get milk? When will I get meats, um, vegetables? Um, you know, so give yourself some time to yourself. Yeah. So give yourself a break, take a breather. And, and I love those breathers because quite often, like this sounds really weird, but when I was going to the Maldives, it's just as much as the business trip as it's not. And oh, what I mean by that is- Amen. I know what you're gonna say, amen. Yeah. When I love tropical islands. I grew up in Mauritius. I left when I was four, and um, I love living in Australia. I wouldn't live anywhere else in the world. I think I could live there for certain periods. I just, I just love my family being here and the way that the lifestyle is. But I know that every chance I get, I go back to a tropical island and I hang out on the beach. And when I'm lying on the beach with just my thoughts and my inspirations, and I let them flow freely through me without thinking, it goes back to my business because I'm inspired and I love what I do and it just shares this is what I like to do this is what I like you to implement and then to look and then from my business I usually notice it goes to the other areas of life you know you've been wanting to do this for fitness I'm really inspired to do this let's do more of that and when I come back I, I literally just throw out the stuff that's clutter and I come back with more clarity and get more precise so I try and take a holiday every six months because it's the best thing I, I could do for my business and my mindset and to make sure I'm not just sticking my head in the sand like an ostrich with my butt in the air I'm actually taking it out every now and then and saying hold on a second what's going on around me and get present with it so 
those moments every now and then I get during the year, not on a holiday, but just from, you know, taking some time with family, flying to Melbourne, just those extra moments to think and let those inspiring thoughts come. So this is that period for you with self-isolation, as they call it. I'm not even calling it self-isolation. Uh, for me, I'm just calling it regular life and caring. It's not isolation, I'm sorry, but being in your home with your family, okay, if you live by yourself, you've got social media, you've got the phone, you've got FaceTime. China or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, it, I get what they're saying. I get that's the, um, the terminology it's for it, but don't let that brainwash you and don't let don't focus on that word isolation like don't don't let that put the fear into you um and that you can't run your business and you can't do this i still come into the office but none of our staff are here so don't you are in control of what your mind focuses on um and the word isolation i think i feel like it's such a I don't know. It's a buzzkill, really, isn't it? Isolation. People are just seeing that old negativity, though. But Mm -hmm. just like you said, I mean, it's we're like a bunch of children that are being grounded in a super (laughs) rich household, (laughs) and the room that you're grounded in has all the stuff that you love, and even more cool stuff being added every day. Uh So it's not that bad. It is not that bad. I mean, I'm at home with the internet, um, amazing movies at my disposal. We have, you just have to go to a video shop. Netflix and chill, guys. <laughs> hours. Now you don't even have to do that. You just, like you said, you can chill back in your trackies and flick through and be as just as selective as you were in Video Easy or a video shop back in the days. Um, you've got all of your favorite things available on the internet. You can learn anything that you want on there. You can exercise from home or near the home. Um, you're surrounded by your loved ones. And most people, yes, they may self-isolate, but they're still spending time with other loved ones and getting them to come over or going to them. So it's, it's not as bad as what people are making it. So they're getting claustrophobic um, themselves and creating those circumstances instead of saying, how is this actually a benefit? How are we growing? If I was in Melbourne, I'd be spending more time with my mum and my dad mm. um, and my family, to be honest with you. That's, that's the truth. Um, but I'm leaving over here. I'm just spending more time on the phone and video, um, making sure that I'm connecting with them and letting them know that I love them. Yeah, 100%. And it's about what you're feeding your own brain, right? Like you can turn off social media if you right. wanted to, um, but you're you're feeding your mind. If you're feeling in a, um, a, a stressed, um, manic um, space right now, it's because of what you're putting into your mind. And I, I don't mean that in... A horrible way I really don't I'm not putting anyone down but maybe assess what you're reading what you're looking at what you're focusing on um like normally like last night I normally um I watched a movie last night normally I watch a series but I watched um the big short which is about when the crash was in 08 focus look at where things have happened in the past and how can you use it now for your own gain and I'm not saying go out and spread the virus. Don't get. I'm not saying that. But how can you use the current circumstances for your own gain? Um, like we said in the last episode, don't sit back at the end of this and think, why did I not do this? Why did I not do that? Why did I sit around doing nothing? Use the current situation that we're in to your advantage and how you can move your business forward and come out of this um, better with lessons um, and share share your experience. Like th- this could be a way to share your knowledge and your wisdom, um, rather than sitting around moping around and focusing on people fighting in the shops. And and I get that. That has really really put me down. Seeing the elderly 
um, going to the shops in the morning and not being able to get food. I get that. It's a worry. But control what is in your control. But even that is just a waste of people's time. Yeah, I don't know why they're showing all of that personally. I think they can really share. So Because there's a lot of people doing some positive stuff in the world. And well, we're, we're trying to get toilet paper from um, cleaning companies that we know to just give it to the elderly. Like, we'll buy it and give it to them for free. Um, there's so many people doing this stuff. Now have an hour that they get to shop without anybody else. Yeah. So that's why every time somebody says something like that, I go, look, that wouldn't have occurred if that video probably hadn't gone viral. Right. So the, tr- the matter is there's pleasure and pain. If right. If you're focusing on just the negative, you wouldn't have realized that it, it's not usually until something extreme occurs that people take extreme measures. Now the shops have taken an extreme measure. I was talking to Renee and she said, no, this, um, I just read it online. Um, cause I, I said, should we go in the morning and stock up a little bit? I said, we don't have to go crazy, but we prefer Necessities. not to go into the shops. Yeah. We only go in once a week. So let's just get a little bit more so that we don't have to actively engage in um, a lot of people at the shops if we don't have to. And she said, um, I said, I'll go, let's go in the morning. She goes, we should go at night. I said, why wouldn't we just go first thing in the morning? She goes, the elderly have the first hour, nobody's allowed in, but them in our shops. So when I look at that, I'm not fussed by it. I know that it gets put up because people want to watch it. They love BuzzFeed stuff. So that's Mm. always going to go up. It's just what viral stuff does. Um, I watch certain things. I go, what the hell is that? But I can't stop watching either. So I'm not saying I'm above yeah. it. But there's also been a pleasure and a pain to that. That video hasn't just done negative things. It's definitely also done positives too. And if you're only focusing on one side, you won't realize that that change couldn't have occurred without both of those being experienced in that moment. Absolutely. Sometimes you've got to watch that trash TV to, I guess, not know that you don't want to be like that. Oh, but on. we all love to be the Jerry Springer. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> love it i was a ricky lake fan actually i was more of a oh, ricky yeah. than They're jerry yeah <laughs> you, you couldn't stop watching you like i shouldn't be watching this but you couldn't stop watching it it's, you know what that really comes down to there's an aspect of all of us that are intrigued by human behavior oh question yeah it on a deep and meaningful level emmanuel so you are not the father <laughs> Yeah, and it's the same reason why we watch jail documentaries and stuff. I'm obsessed mm. with it. I, I watch almost every YouTube documentary on jail, but no intention of going there. But when, in the extremes of human behavior, I'm very intrigued with the aspects of the human mind, the amygdala, the animal emotional center that gets active and how it bypasses um, the rational and reason. That's what you're really talking about in today's podcast. People's amygdalas which is a highly emotional, it can't see reason, which is both sides, it's very irrational and sees one without the other, and it's a survival instinct. That's what's actually occurring right now, but that occurs at every single instance where it looks like there's a massive challenge and survival is questionable on one scale or the other, and then protection of family. The minute you do that, you're activating a part of the mind where people will activate that part in their thinking that is going to become very interesting for society. So from a human behavioral standpoint, I'm watching all of this and the dots are connecting. I'm understanding why it's happening. We're not going to stop it from happening. The question is for the people that come to me, how are you going to survive during that? And how are you going to use the upper more evolved part of the mind to create strategies to move forward and create less stress in the body and figure out how to thrive through this because this is just one instance and an example of things that are going to happen every single year within our environment. 100%. I I couldn't agree more. Um, I guess 
everyone has heard every single bit of advice at the moment wash your hands send out your terms and conditions yada all of the basic stuff what do you have for us today um I, i'm not even going to call it homework this week i'm just going to kind of going to call it like it just it's life right now everyone no, listening to this yeah is in the same boat we are all everyone listening to this we are all in this together right now so i'm gonna, I'm gonna do it's i'm gonna try and do this in, in a special voice this is laura and emmanuel's powerful <laughs> suggestions <laughs> i love it the, the, you can cut drop that, that, that might end up coming back to haunt me later no um, we're not cropping so, that i'm sorry I'm going to make my own little <laughs> clip of that by itself now. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So what are our powerful suggestions? Okay. So the first one is to prepare, guys. So this is an example that is revealing the weaknesses in your businesses because this podcast is very business related. So have a look at your business and be truthful and be honest. Most people aren't going to want to do this because you're going to be emotional instead of being factual. I'm asking you to be factual. So if you have to be, pretend you're somebody outside of the business that's been hired to come in and assess your business and that's their sole job and you don't you don't own the business at all. You're just there to factually assess it that you really care about this person. If you look at it from that perspective, I want you to write down as many of the challenges that the business is currently facing and the major challenges and then prioritize them from major to minor. Once you've done that, I want you to start researching and looking for five solutions for each and every one of those. There's a reason I'm getting used to do that. My mentor, Dr. John D. Martini, used to have an office in Trump Towers. And one day he was coming, the story I'm gonna tell about 90% of the way he does, but you know he knows the exact story I'm remembering from what he said. But he went into the elevator and Trump had 12 people with him. And he used to joke around to his staff and call them the 12 disciples, because they basically just followed and Trump would talk and they'd take down notes and orders. But what he had and what he noticed in this particular conversation in the escalator or elevator, whatever it was going down, is Trump was asking that each one of these 12 people, he wasn't a positive thinker. If you know enough about my work, I'm not a positive thinker. I'm a balanced thinker. I want you realistic and seeing both sides, not the delusion of any one side running your emotions. He was saying to each one of these guys, I want each and every one of you to find the biggest um, blockages and the things that would stop this project from moving forward. And then I want you to bring them forward to me. And once you've got that, I want 10 solutions for each. So he was specifically targeting the perceived negatives to guarantee success and coming up with 10 solutions for each. That just blew my mind when I heard it as well. I want you to do the same thing. I want you to own that Donald Trump in you, which is just a business and a sales mastermind. You can see why. I want you to look for those challenges. I want to see the biggest challenges right now. I want you to find out what your strengths are in that and how you can grow and evolve from it and how you can actually use that to not only increase the relationship and the growth between you and those, the people that you call clients, but how you can build on that and really create something powerful. Because then you're going to be using your mind to not sit there and spend hours thinking about the negatives of what have occurred. You've already got that. You're doing a great job at that already. I want you to find the blessings and the stressings and the growth in the perceived challenges at the moment so you can transition forward. And that exercise, I would love, love, love to see you guys do this because I recommend it for my entrepreneurs that I work with on a daily basis. I'd love for that to become a practice that you do every single day in your business. So you're looking 
isolating challenges in your business, finding ways of growing for them. And what you're doing is you're just increasing your level of resilience, but increasing the potential of your business growth and being prepared for things that happen so that I blindside you. You're going to be prepared for everything, but the more you can be prepared for, the less volatility you'll have in your business. In turn, the less volatility you'll have in your life because most people bring it home. That is the powerful insights that we want to share with you. I love that. And to add something onto that, if you're putting it down on paper, paper, um, you're taking it out of your brain, you're taking it off your mind, so you're clearing your mind as well. It's like when you do a to-do list, you don't have to think about it. You've got your to-do list there that you can refer back to. I think by doing this exercise as well, you're going to take a lot of thoughts out of your head, put them on the paper, and then you're going to replace them with your action plan and what you're going to do in this current time. So this is the um, perceived, there's different statistics on this, but um, experts estimate that the mind thinks between 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day. That's an average of 2,500 to 3,300 thoughts per hour. So if you have that many thoughts happening every single hour and you don't take something and put it onto paper, which is crystallizing it, um, instead of letting it float around in the database of your mind, you don't care about it. I don't care mm. if people come to me and they go, I do care. No, you don't. Because mm. if something happened to your children and I told you you had 20 minutes to get somewhere that takes half an hour, you would floor it and you'd be out of there before I finished my sentence if mm. you knew it was real. Because you take immediate action, you do something that makes sure that that end outcome is going to be achieved. So if it's really important, get it out of your head, get it onto paper, follow through with the action steps that we said, and then you're making success a greater probability and you're making failure a lesser probability just by doing that alone. But if you just expect it to kind of sit there on your mind, it's going to float out, then you've got, you know, 80,000 thoughts in the hope that that comes back. And usually there's a few powerful insights that you have in a day. Now you're hoping that three or four of those somehow come up between 80,000. It's a needle in a haystack. I wouldn't put down the success of my company or the success of my life to that probability. I I prefer to crystallize it. I love that. Um, That's what we have today. love to you all big social distance virtual hugs to you all um emmanuel thank you as usual it's an honor um great content i i to be honest even just doing this episode today i feel better in myself um yeah yes i love that um and just laugh guys don't forget to laugh it's all good spread your positivity um, in these times, it's not all positive. There's negative and positive and everything, as we always say, but spread the love. Find the, I always say that right in between positive and negative is true. Love, and yes. And reality. Find the love in this. Embrace the fact that they're perceived negatives, but also that you can own an inner leader and grow from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let me leave you with one story that actually really defines that. When my mother's mum, so my grandmother, passed away, my sister... Um, I looked at her because she was closest to my mum at the time. I think I was 19. And I said, you should be the one to tell my mum this because my dad was driving home and we were all at home and he rang us and said, you know, just stay close to your mum because when I come home, um, you know, as a family, we'll deal with this. But he told us, but he hadn't told her. And she looked at me. She was about 11 months younger than me or 12 months. And she said, um, uh, I-, I can't do this. And I saw this a fear in her eyes of hurting my mum and I had this strength rise inside of me that I'd had before. It's like a protective instinct for your family. But I didn't have 
any sense of fear or pain in that circumstance, I felt blessed. I felt blessed because that was an honor that I thought that she had rightfully earned. But the minute that she looked at me with those eyes and I knew that I could take a massive thing off her shoulders, I just became energized. And it wasn't a case of, oh, no, I'm going to do that. It was like, oh, I got you. Oh, I got your back in this. And I got it damn well. And whatever happens, I will hold on to this. I felt like LeBron, LeBron James. <laughs> That's what it was. I just felt like I've got this. And even though I never, ever had to tell someone something like that before, I knew with every part of me that, hey, if it's got to do with my family, oh, I will figure it out. And I will figure it out right now. I don't need time for this. I've got it. So we sat my mum down. We had that conversation before. I remember the second that she heard it and how she just kind of felt weak in our arms. And um, although she was our mother, we were like her mothers and fathers in that moment. And we all hugged and embraced as a family. And my strength grew with every second that that was occurring. And I was just like, wow. And I got addicted to that power of being able to help people that I loved. And obviously that's the job that I do today. So that's what we're saying to you guys. In that moment, there was an extreme amount of perceived pain, a death, but an extreme amount of perceived pleasure, the ability to help those that I loved. This circumstance is giving you the ability to do that with your clients, your loved ones, your friends, your family, absolutely everybody. Embrace that power and you do it once and you get used to doing that. That becomes your level of who you are as a leader, as a person, as your standards. So embrace it and embrace it with all your heart and everything that you own. And I guarantee you more of these circumstances are going to happen and you'll be the person that stands up and everyone comes to and you'll embrace it and you'll love it. Couldn't agree more. Um, Yeah, just love one another, be kind, love yourself. um, And yeah, take care of yourselves, your your mind, not just physically, but your mind as well, because if your mind is weak, so will your body and you will catch the flu you'll get sick you have headaches um so yeah to focus again focus on um you know not just the positive but the negative balance yourself out do your homework and we will see you next time on the social go podcast and hopefully this is all blown over but if it's not we will work with it and we'll roll with the punches let's do it we're taking we're going through this with you guys yeah. love you guys yeah Ciao. take care catch you next time on social go podcast please don't forget to favorite us on spotify so you receive weekly updates for every episode that we release on the social go podcast